Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom. So trust, that's a little bit hard to come by these days, right? Especially if you trust the political pundits, the news shows, or Facebook. <laughs> However, we all exercise a lot of trust Every single moment of our lives, we trust that the sun's going to come up in the morning, that the law of gravity is going to remain in force. The maker will be working, although mine has betrayed me once or twice. We trust the car is going to start. We trust we've got a job to go to. We trust the driver in the other lane is going to stay in their lane. I mean, as you can see, man, trust is not a one-person Lone Ranger kind of thing. Trust is an exercise in community. We trust that this creation we inhabit will act according to its laws and people and other systems will act according to shared principles. So what happens if they don't? Look around the world. <laughs> We've seen the consequence and how it affects all of us since trust is not a solo enterprise. So how do we increase trust in the world that seems so rocked by liars and a growing sense that we can't even trust each other anymore. We remember who we truly are. We remember for ourselves and for the world that we are not these separate, disparate, recalcitrant beings. We are all children of God. We are all here to learn that unity is reality and our feeling of separation is what is an illusion no matter how strong that illusion appears to be. So even if you say, oh, I only trust myself, and you hear that all the time, only person I trust is me, it's worth reflecting on which self you're trusting. <laughs> Are you trusting that small s self of the ego that's suspicious of anything that doesn't have an immediate payoff or selfish benefit? Or are you trusting in the capital S self, that divine part of all of us that is always joined with God and one another? When you trust that, that true divine self, then you can't help but trust all the others around you because we're all each other. We're all part of God. And that is the trust that can make you say, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I have two propositions for you this morning, all right? Okay. So number one, because I have 13 years of doing this under my belt, I have a lot of sermons that I can just call up and print out. And so that is what I've done. I have a sermon, and it is on trust, uh, which is our theme today, or the, the choice that you'll probably take because it's the one that scares me, <laughs> or someone from our vast number of audience members here <laughs> can take this book and just let it flop open, point at a, at a passage and come up here and read it and I'll preach on that. So is that, was that what you want? Yeah. 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 
Lesson 103, God being love is also happiness. Happiness is an attribute of love. It cannot be apart from it, nor can it be experienced where love is not. Love has no limits, being everywhere, and therefore joy is everywhere as well. Yet can the mind deny that this is so, believing that there are gaps in love where sin can enter, bringing pain instead of joy? This strange belief would limit happiness by redefining love as limited, and fear is associated then with love, and its results become the heritage of minds that think that what they have made is real. These images with no reality and truth bear witness to the fear of God. Forgetting being love, he must be joy. This basic error we will try again to bring to truth and teach ourselves, God being love is also happiness. To fear him is to be afraid of joy. God being love is also happiness. Happiness is an attribute of love. It cannot be apart from it. Nor can it be experienced where love is not. Happiness is an attribute of love. Can you be happy without love? It cannot be apart from it. Nor can it be experienced where love is not. Love has no limits. Being everywhere. Everywhere, everything, all at once, right? And therefore, <laughs> and therefore joy is everywhere as well. Yet can the mind deny that this is so, believing there are gaps in enter, bringing pain instead of joy? This strange belief would limit happiness by redefining love as limited and introducing opposition and what has no limit and no opposite. Every time I hear songs on the radio, I try to think to myself, how could that song work in a sermon because <laughs> that's just what I always do I'm always mining for sermons and I heard the other day I'm like oh maybe this is why I heard this song I heard David Bowie's Modern Love yeah modern love no religion modern love no confession yeah puts my thirst in God and man God and man <laughs> Ter terrify me Somebody look up those lyrics. Yeah. I, I don't believe in modern love. And I'm like, that's, that's a sermon right there. I don't believe in modern love. Because what is modern love? Modern love is limited. Modern love is, if I do this for you, you do that for me. Modern love is transactional. And how happy... So, so, so then happiness becomes limited, right? So if you're not giving me what I want, I'm not happy anymore. Now I'm mad at you. Now I'm, now I'm anxious. Do you really love me? Do you really care about me? It happens very early in relationships, right? When you're not quite sure that you've made that, that, that solid bond yet, and the other person walks away from you and you're like, what? What did I do? I must have done something. And then there's the story in your head. 
about the things that you might have done and you say, did I do something? Was it this? Was it that? And it didn't have a darn thing to do with you. No, I was just tired. No, I needed to do <laughs> no. And, but that's, that's the ego treadmill about love. That's modern love. It's what we can get. Modern love. This strange belief that would limit happiness by redefining love as limited. Fear is associated then with love and its results become the heritage of minds that think what they have made is real. Modern love. We think it's real. Well, that's what love is, right? I want to know what love is. I mean, we sing it in songs. I want you to show me. I want you to show me what love is. How limited. We just get what another person knows about love. And what does anybody else know about love? They know the same limited stuff we know about love. It's give and it's, it's, it's I give, but you got to give too because I got to take. Maybe you can't take mine. Oh, you got it? Oh, yeah. Modern love. Okay. Never going to fall for modern love. Walks beside me. Modern love walks on by. Modern love gets me to the church on time. We ain't got no modern love in this room. Ain't nobody getting to church on time here. (laughs) Church on time makes me party. Church on time puts my trust in God and man. God and man. No confessions. God and man. No religion. God and man. Don't believe in modern love. Don't believe in modern love. It's not really work. It's just the power to charm Mm. Is that the kind of love y'all want? So what's real love? If that's not it. So modern love walks beside me. It's still outside of me. Modern love walks on by. That's when it's, it's limited. I don't love you anymore. I'm leaving. Modern love gets me to the church on time. Oh, we could talk about megachurches. <laughs> and the modern love that gets preached as a prosperity gospel. Love is the stuff you get. You know you're loved because you've got stuff. You've got success. The world is partying. Huh? Or the preachers do, that's right. <laughs> Church on time terrifies me, makes me party, puts my trust in God and man. And I think that's the crux. It puts my trust in God and man. And we're still split. And this is what A Course in Miracles talks about. We all have this split mind where we want to serve two masters. And that's actually in the sermon that I was going (laughs) to read to you. That we can't serve two masters, but we want to. We want God, but we want this over here too. We want this human world. We want all this stuff. We want all the things that make us feel good over here. And we don't see the limit that's over here. Jesus says, don't put worldly goods up in your storehouse. Because everything there rots. Or it burns down. It's gone somehow. Love is in here. Love is here. These images out here have no reality and truth. 
They bear witness to the fear of God, forgetting being love. True love is joy. True love is peace. True love is compassion no matter what's happening out here. No matter what. No matter what. And that's hard for us. Because we think joy equals, ha, 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 I'm so happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. That's not it. That's not it. The best example I can give you of joy while bad things are happening outside of ourselves is at funerals. Because you go to any funeral of someone who you love dearly. And you know what breaks out at funerals? Joy. Because you sit around and you talk about the person whose form you now miss. And while you are sad and heartbroken, there is joy. Because you laugh. You remember that time dad did this. You remember that time mom did this. And you laugh. And you're at peace. Because you had that person in your life. And they meant so much to you. That's happiness. That's joy. That's peace. The Buddhists have an idea called taking the one seat. It's being at your center. It's being in your higher divine self, no matter what's going on around. So when you take the one seat, everything gets filtered through this idea of peace and love and joy. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna tell you I am not the spiritual master of this at all. I get off my center all the time. All the time. I get tired, I get cranky. We all do. There's not one of us that's gonna do any of this perfectly. You gotta understand that. But you gotta trust that if you can get even one step into your center. God will finish and take you all the way there. God will put you in that peace. If all you have to say to yourself is, I can see peace rather than this. I can see joy rather than this. And it may not change anything about the situation around you, but you change. Because you're suddenly in a different energy. You're suddenly in a place where you can feel the peace and the joy and the love. Even amidst the chaos. And people will notice. You will become the center for everyone. Have you ever had those people that everybody's losing their head and there's one person going, God, I got it. It's okay. Everybody, everybody hang out. It's going to be fine. And suddenly you feel yourself starting to go, they're here, it's going to be good. That's what you experience with spirit, with God. When you go nuts, you feel like love is limited, and you feel like the world is not getting this love thing fast enough, damn it, I love you, stop it! <laughs> That's what you become. Spirit is that, is that center. It's that, it's that thing, that power, that force that holds us 
when everything else seems to be blowing up. And we can trust that. We can trust it because it's, number one, it's real. It's the only thing that's real. <laughs> everything else is just an illusion you're making up. So everything, trust is the real thing. Spirit is the real thing. And if you step in that, and you remain there, and you're asking for guidance, I don't know what to do, and I don't. You don't. Your ego has no idea. It's got a million plans, but none of them will work. <laughs> I guarantee. But when you step into your center and you say, here I am, guide me, lead me, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? Who do I need to say it to? What is mine to do in this moment? And not everything is yours to do. Frankly, not everything is yours. It's not mine to be volunteering at the homeless shelter. It's not mine to be out on the streets. It's not mine to to do a lot of things. It's not mine to end the war in Ukraine. It's not, my, it's not mine to do. And so I don't. It's not that I don't worry about it. It's not that I don't want things to be different. But I don't have a role to play in that other than being in my center and sending that love of God out into the world on that spiritual plane because that's where it has the power that's where it is infinite and it comes back to me as healing as I heal so heals the world God being love is also happiness to fear him is to be afraid of joy Ah, but preacher, the Bible says, fear God, fear God. Hmm? Well, love God. Fear. We are not to fear God. There's nothing fearsome about God. If you fear God, then you've got the ego's God going on. Because there's nothing to fear of God. We think, oh, I'm a filthy sinner and God's going to punish me. Well, God doesn't even know. It's like the prodigal son. The prodigal son is the linchpin. When you turn around, God turns around and runs to you. The prodigal son, when he got to his father, he said, oh, I am not even worthy to be one of your servants. I have been awful. And it says in the Bible that the father did not even hear him. God's not interested in what you think is a sin. Because God is love. God being love is also happiness. So that moment when you say there's got to be a better way. I'm tired of this world. I'm tired of this ego world and all of its bickering and its tribalism and its politics tired I want to go home I'm tired of playing this game when you turn around in that moment God is running to you so fast and then we change our minds oh well it's not so bad 
hang on, I found something that makes me feel good. Hey, look what's on Netflix. I mean, you know, God's like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but here's the thing, God is infinitely patient. And infinite patience produces immediate results. That's what it says in A Course in Miracles. Infinite patience produces immediate results. God is infinitely patient. And so when we turn around, the result is immediate. God's right there. And then we have a choice of whether to accept that peace, that love, that joy, or to turn it away again. It can't be that easy. It can't be that easy to just choose love. But it is. It is. The end of this says, God being love is also happiness. And it is happiness I seek today. I cannot fail because I seek the truth. When you're unhappy, jubilance, you've chosen the ego's idea of happiness. And I'm not talking, I'm, again, I'm not talking about walking around, oh, look, I'm not talking po toxic positivity here. Everything's okay. You know, the meme where the dog is sitting in the chair and the building is on fire and he's like, I'm okay, it's okay, everything's okay. It's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. The world is on fire. But you can joyously and peacefully change it. But only if you take the one seat. Only if you put yourself in the center of God first and move from that place. Then everything you do will be infused with the loving spirit with which you do it. And suddenly you're no longer an ego because you're not putting grievance or fear or anger or even toxic positivity out in the world. So when you're moody, when you're feeling like, uh, life's not all that great. I remember when I was in a deep, dark depression and somebody said, count your blessings, and I wanted to slap them. <laughs> Let's start with this blessing. Pooh! <laughs> yeah now I feel good because it's trite right you know it's like oh we'll count your blessings count your blessings kids I want you to look around at where you are huh yeah or yeah or yeah or at least it's not as bad as it could be worse right it could be worse no no you count your blessings because you do realize that God is taking care of you in every moment. But God is taking care of everyone in every moment, whether you realize it or not. And so when you look out onto the world and you see unhappy people or you see angry people, God is offering care to them in that moment too. They are just exercising their free will to say no thank you. And so when God is offering you peace and joy and love in this moment, I invite you to just say yes and thank you because that is your blessing. It's always there. It's always there. There's nothing but a blessing right now. Nothing but a blessing. 
If somebody's pointing a gun at you, that is nothing but a blessing because it gives you that moment to know. We've talked about Byron Katie before when she was walking to her car and a guy points a gun at her stomach and says, give me your money. You're going to die tonight. And she's like, well, I might. We all got to go sometime. But in that moment, she was joyful because she thought about the joyful life that she had lived up to this very moment. And then she was filled with compassion for the man standing in front of her with a gun and said, I hope you don't do this to yourself. And he didn't know what to do. He ran away because he was met by love instead of fear. That's happiness. When you meet this world with love instead of fear. The world doesn't know what to do with you, so it drops its gun and runs away. Will you do it right every time? No. She was ready, though. If the man had shot her, she went out going, thank you, God, for this great life. It's been wonderful. Thank you. But it's that compassion for the other. We don't do this alone. We extend what we have. We're not just, ooh, I'm going to fill myself with peace and love and joy and happiness. Ooh, I'm going to walk around and be so peaceful and loving and joyful and happy. And you're not going to be if you don't give it away. It's not meant to be just here. It's meant to be everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm just going to work it all in. <laughs> And that's what you are when you're happy. When you're filled with love. God's love, not the ego's love, because it's never happy. Only it's happy that long, and then it's got to find something else. Got to get another hit. But you're everything, everywhere, all at once, because you're walking around in the moment. So I invite you to give up this strange belief. This strange belief that would limit happiness by redefining love as limited and introducing opposition in what has no limit and no opposite. If you find yourself, because I've done it, I've done this all week, all weekend, when you find yourself in a mood, when you find yourself feeling unhappy, really take a look at where you think happiness is supposed to come from. Because odds are you've put it somewhere outside of yourself. So come on back in. Take your one seat. You and spirit. And you will be the love that is everywhere, everything. All at once. Oh yeah. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah.